0: What's going on guys? Hope you all are doing well. Welcome back to the Run Free Podcast. This is episode number 44, and I figured since it is starting to get hot and humid outside, I'd talk to you guys about heat and humidity training. Give you guys some tips, uh things you can do as the temperatures begin to rise whatever part of the country you find yourself in or whatever part of the world you find yourself in i hope this episode is helpful for you guys we're going to get into some physical tips that i want to give you guys uh, throughout your day how to structure your workouts things like that and then we're also as this podcast is geared for we're going to get into the mental side of things and talk about a mental shift that needs to happen as the changes and seasons happen so i hope you guys enjoy today's episode And uh, yeah, I just hope this is really helpful for you guys. So let's start off with kind of some physical tips because we know the physical, the mental, the emotional, it's all connected, right? Which is why we're all about a holistic approach to training at Run Free Training. So let's talk about some just physical tips that can make things a lot easier for you mentally handling these uh, temperatures as they're rising. All right, so the key to training in heat and humidity on the physical end of things it's in your setup it's in your approach it's in how you when you plan to do your workout how you structure your workout where you do your workout all these things become increasingly important as the temperatures and the humidity rises and goes up so i got a list of about i don't know 10 things here that i'm gonna run through with you guys so the first one I really think even if you're not an early person, if you live in Phoenix or you live in Chicago or you live back in Boston where it's hot and humid, getting up early, getting on that early to bed, early to rise schedule, I'd highly, highly recommend shifting your training that way during the warmer months uh you know the best part of the day is almost always super early in the morning and so if you can if you're, it's possible with your work schedule and with kids and everything you got going on getting up at 4 30 in the morning five o'clock in the morning can be super super helpful in having really high quality workouts and guys you don't have to do this every single day i think it is easier if you just get on the schedule and so like for your easy runs you're getting up at 5 a.m and doing them early Um, for your hard workouts for your big workouts it's just all the same because then your body gets in this really nice sleep rhythm where you're going to bed early you're getting up early and it's just it's like bang bang it doesn't even have to think about things you're never throwing it for a loop it knows exactly what's coming and uh there's some things about routine that are very very nice when it comes to training if you look at how the kenyans train how the the ethiopians train like those guys are on a routine it's like the same thing every single day so you know runners are known for being monotonous because monotony works um habits we all know how effective having good habits can be so getting on your body on this rhythm it's gonna be rough I'll warn you, if you're not used to those early mornings, it's going to be rough for the first week or two. So just know that going into it, getting up at 5am when that alarm goes off, you're going to want to hit snooze. Um, but it's really important that you just make yourself get up, get out of bed and, uh, just realize this hitting the snooze button makes it harder to get up, not easier to get up. Like, just have it become a, a reaction where it's like the alarm goes off, bang, I'm up, I'm out of bed. I'm not like rolling around, torturing myself, deciding if I am going to wake up. It just becomes a reaction. Alarm up, bam, I'm on my feet, I'm up, out of bed. So getting on the schedule can really help the quality of your workouts. But if it is something that you're like, oh, I'm just going to do this for my big workout days, that's totally fine as well. I would do that when I was running professionally sometimes. I'd, um, And I'm kind of getting into... Uh, Tip number two here, which is to check the weather forecast the day before your workout. But when I was running professionally, that's what I do. I'm going to bed at night. I'm checking the weather for tomorrow or maybe even early on in the day so I can plan accordingly. And uh, and I'm looking, seeing like, okay, well, when is the best window of weather that I'm going to have for tomorrow? And then can I fit my workout in that window? When you're a pro runner, you can always fit it in, in that window. But planning ahead of time, knowing what's coming, super, super important, setting up your workouts the best you possibly can so check the weather before you go to bed check it the day before and plan your workouts especially for your big workouts but if you know you want to just do your normal runs At 11, 12 o'clock in the morning and, uh, you know, you're okay battling the heat and humidity that way. That's totally fine, but definitely try and set up those big workouts by checking the weather and getting on this early to bed, early to rise schedule. And guys, the early to bed part is essential. Like you can't burn the candle on both ends. If you are getting up at 5 a.m., 4.30 a.m., 4 a.m., you got to be going to bed at like, 8 p.m. which i know can be super difficult in the summer months and the sun is staying out until sometimes 8 p.m. depending on where you are in the country so it becomes really really important get those blackout blinds up like they're not that expensive order on amazon put them up like make your room as dark as humanly possible and be in that room like with the lights out as early you know like 30 minutes before you plan on falling asleep so your body starts producing melatonin and you're telling yourself okay it's dark it's time to sleep um so blackout shades really important if you don't have blackout shades. Get like a really good eye mask. Totally worth the investment. That's going to help you sleep as well. It's crazy how the light messes with your sleep schedule, guys. Um, when I was in Antarctica running the World Marathon Challenge, that was like the one place on planet Earth where you don't want to be in the summertime without an eye mask because the sun never goes down. It just like goes around in circles in the sky. So I'd wake up and I forgot my eye mask so bad. And so I'd wake up at like two in the morning and it looks like it's like two in the afternoon right and i would just be so awake (laughs) and i had such a rough time sleeping there so make sure you have your eye mask especially if you're going to antarctica all right tip number three on the physical end of things guys i think this one could be super super helpful because part of the hard, the hardest part of training in the summer months for me when i was running was you see your workout qualities like just diminish just fall off the table right it's like i'd be used to doing my 15 mile threshold runs under five minute pace then all of a sudden you're doing them in 75 80 degrees up in mammoth which doesn't sound hot to you guys you guys are probably like what that's not hot but there's something about altitude sun that is way more intense and it felt really hot and uh you know i'd be running 510 pace 520 pace and just your confidence just takes a nosedive right so how we can combat this is occasionally hopping on the treadmill which probably also doesn't sound fun to you right off the bat but can be super super effective in just showing you hey like i'm really fit because oftentimes you'll be training over the summer months you're like i don't know man my fitness isn't good I'm, my workouts haven't been that good and then that first fall morning rolls around that crisp cool air meets you at the track and you just pound this workout into the ground And all of a sudden the weather changes and all of a sudden you're like oh man i'm super fit i don't know what happened but now i'm rolling and uh Sometimes you need that you need to get a break from the heat and humidity, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later on in the podcast, and get a confidence booster, so it's okay to head indoors. Um, do be aware though some gyms don't keep it super cool uh, where they have their cardio equipment so pay attention be aware of that you know if you go ahead indoors doors on a treadmill and it's still 75 80 degrees in there it might be faster than running outdoors where it's 90 and 100 degrees but it's still going to slow you down uh, compared to you know those perfect fall mornings that are 50 degrees and just perfect for running in so be aware of the temperature um, in even if you're going inside in the gym but i think it's totally fine for especially those big key workouts or maybe you got some time trials since there's no races happening right now i think that's a great idea hop on the treadmill for those time trials it's a pacemaker that's built in and uh, it's going to give you a nice boost of confidence and you know on that note like people say like treadmills are easier than running outdoors which they are in my opinion but there's also things about it is more difficult it is definitely more unnatural feeling um so like i get the question a lot like how much conversion should you get if you're going inside on a treadmill and i don't know like i try to i try to just take it for confidence just be like Like I ran the same pace, you know, my, my legs are spinning the same pace as if I was running 440 indoors versus outdoors. Um, So I try to like not play that mental game with myself and just equate it as equal, even though like the scientific side of me knows it's not totally equal um, you know if you want to throw it up uh, some people what they'll do is put it on a one percent grade or a two percent grade even and they equate that to the same effort as running outside because um, you know on treadmills you don't have wind resistance blowing on you right there's no turns there's a, like I said it's like a pacemaker that's built in for you so there are some components you know the ground is moving under you so if you have more air time in your stride it's going to be a little bit easier so there are components to running on a treadmill that is certainly easier students so certainly faster but i don't know i just always equated it as being the same so however you want to approach the treadmill that way all right next physical tip has to do with hydration and guys i've talked about this before with you all like starting out your day with 20 ounces of water year round that's just like a given for me even though i'm not even running at all right now i just feel so much better starting out with water so Get up first thing in the morning, drink 20 ounces of water, 16 ounces of water if you're a little girl. Um, Not like in a bad way, derogatory little girl, like, just if you're smaller and female. (laughs) All right, so anyways. Uh, And then, you know, drinking lots of water throughout the day. You should just have a water bottle attached to your hip, especially if you're living in a hot and humid place and you're sweating all day long. Guys, like it's a game changer being well hydrated. Like if you notice yourself getting headaches more often when it's hot and humid and you're sweating a lot, it's because you're not drinking enough water. Like you should be pounding the water and I'm a little bit, you know, catching myself as I'm saying, hearing the words pounding the water coming out of my mouth and I'm like slightly worried that people are going to take that to the extreme because, you know, people have gotten in trouble drinking too much water and getting uh, depleting their body of electrolytes. So I do like to use noon tablets is what I use typically. Um, if you know, I do, we're in Flagstaff, Arizona, so it's like 75 degrees outside and we're, Complaining about it being hot. So, um, I'm not in a complete position to be able to speak with complete uh, experience with this. Um, but especially if I were living in a hot and humid place, I would be using noon tablets all the time um, just to make sure that I am replacing my electrolytes and not just draining my body of all of its electrolytes. So, it's just a nice way to kind of cover your bases. And what I like about noon tablets, and I'm not sponsored by them, guys, I don't have a discount code. You're not going to get a discount by listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, this is not advertisement this is just something that i actually use um but noon tablets they taste good and you get you can get like i don't know if they have a calorie version and a non i know they have a non-calorie version because that's always what i get because that's the thing i don't like about drinking electrolytes is then oftentimes like people will take it as a hall passive. You can be slamming like 200 calorie bottles of Gatorade all day long and then you're putting on weight in the summertime cuz you're drinking all this sugar. I don't like the excess sugar unless it's during a workout which we're going to get into here in a second. So that's why I like the calorie-free noon tablets. You're getting your electrolytes and uh and you're not having to take extra calories on board. So I check those out and then, you know, when it comes to salt intake salt is just something guys i just listen to my body our family we just listen to our body we we salt our food pretty heavily and have never had problems with that so you know if your doctor has told you like you need to be aware of your salt intake and limit that then, of course, like follow your doctor's uh, direction on that. Otherwise, I think you can just let your body be your guide, as is the case with most things when it comes to nutrition, is just letting your body guide you, salt your food according to your taste. If, if you're if tasting food, and even if like your friend's like, man, that's really salty, and you're like, I don't think that's salty at all. I'm actually going to add some salt to that. Like, don't get self-conscious about that. Like, If your body's craving salt, it's going to let you know by the way of craving. So pay attention to those cravings. and. Obviously Obviously, we want to meet those cravings in a healthy way but don't be afraid to salt your food all right all right next tip uh so you can get really fancy with uh training in heat and humidity guys um you know they make cooling vests i haven't checked maybe they're on amazon i don't know i got a cooling vest when i was training for the beijing olympics they hooked us up at the olympic training center and uh i still have it to this day so my girls we just did a race down in phoenix uh, last weekend and i had my cooling vest. It's super easy. You just like soak it in water, dry it out a little bit, throw it in the freezer and it's good to go. So they were using the cooling vest during their warm up um and while they're sitting around. It's just kind of keeping them nice and cool. If you don't want to like drop, I don't know how much a cooling vest is. You could check it out online, just search it up as my girl's say. Um but if you don't want to go that route, then you can go with like, you know, those bandanas. There's all kinds of things. Um that you can you can get online that allow you to freeze it and just that can provide so much relief, guys. If you're going, you do your warm up, and then you come back and you just put on that cooling vest. Just that. Getting a little reprieve sometimes from the heat and humidity just like restores some sanity, you know, and just gives you a little bit of a break to where you're like, okay, all right, I'm, I've cl- kind of collected myself. Now I'm ready to go hit this workout and my focus is on the workout, not on how hot it is. And we're going to get into that when I get into the internal things here in a little bit. But consider that. Consider, you know, getting a cool vest, investing in that or bandana or something like that. and uh, and bringing that to your workouts using that either on the warm-up or after your warm-up when you're doing your drills and strides and stretching and uh, as a way to just get a little bit of a break from the heat and humidity Um, the next one's super important it's kind of obvious but i don't know sometimes it's not um and that's to work out in shaded locations like You might have to do a little bit of digging in your area and find new places to work out, places that are different where you typically work out because they're in the shade. Like I would put a high, high value in working out in a shaded location, especially if you're doing interval work and there's just like a place where when you're doing your rest periods, it's shaded underneath a tree or under something. Man, that makes such a huge difference when you don't have the sun beating down on you. It's amazing how much different that feels. So definitely put a super high priority on finding a shaded location to work out in. Again, kind of obvious, but super, super important. And then also, too, like working out in the dark. Like I was saying, my girls, they had a meet down in Phoenix, and we're in June, and it was we we're driving down there, and it was like seven, seven thirty. I'm looking at the temperature like the whole time we're driving down there. I'm like, please go down, go down, and it's like 108, 109. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be brutal. And uh, you know, but as we're driving down, the sun goes down. We get out of the car, and I was like, whoa, like my thermometer says 95. And uh, but it, it felt pleasant out. And again, I wasn't running, so I can't really like. <laughs> talk about how nice it was when you're sitting in the stands watching but man it got dark and it felt just really nice and people were running fast so you can run really fast so that's why i also like the early to rise schedule if you can get your workout in while it's still dark out it's gonna feel night and day different from once that sun is up and it's beating down on you it just feels so much hotter so um working out super early or late once that sun goes down um is are great times to work out i don't typically like working out late just because it screws with your sleep even if you don't have caffeine like it just when you guys know how it is you do your workout like you get up you get kind of wired and it gets really hard to sleep so um, i'm not a huge fan of sleep of uh, working out late at night because it's really going to disrupt your sleep Um, so that's why i I tend to like to go towards those 5 a.m 4 30 a.m. 4 a.m. sometimes wake wake up calls and just as long as you're you know sneaking in a nap or getting to bed earlier you'll be okay with that Um, another way to kind of just keep that sun from beating down on you guys um, the use of a hat Crazy, just like having the sun out of your face just makes such a big difference. Preferably a white hat, you know, wearing black material, whether it's a shirt or your shorts or hat or even your shoes, is not a good call in the summertime. Let's always go with white and lighter colors that are not gonna be. Con- uh, conducting this the heat from the sun so um hats visors visors are even better because we know like how much heat comes from our head right so the ability of, from um of being able to dissipate the heat from our head is so so important so visors even better than a hat sunglasses and uh you know i i'm kind of on the sunglass front i kind of go back and forth between wearing them and not wearing them because there are some good things about getting sunlight in your eyes But there is a time when like you need to be focused on your workout and the goal is performance, not like overall general health. And so for that case, I like to put on sunglasses for the workouts, not squinting because you guys know like when you start things start in your face like if you start getting tight in your face it's going to translate down to your neck and then that's going to go into your shoulders that's going to go into your arms and pretty soon your whole body is tighter because you're squinting because you're looking into the sun so really encourage you guys for the summertime get those sunglasses out and uh, put those to good use during your workouts um another thing you can do this kind of goes with the ice vest thing but uh, this can be a game changers and i should do this more i'm thinking about like with some of my athletes when i'm eating uh, hotter temperatures i need to do a better job of doing this My myself as a coach is that having an ice cooler and having it with you and just again like being able to get that little reprieve that little like glass of cold water like can be so so refreshing to us inside our mind and also our body as well so like having a cooler with ice and water in it you can even throw some towels in there so those get nice and cool and in between intervals you can be grabbing those putting them around your neck um, putting them on your head getting yourself wet like anything you can do just give yourself a little bit of break in between intervals from the crushing heat can be super super helpful so an ice cooler with some ice and water and towels and stuff like that can be super super helpful um now i'm almost done with the physical side of things guys just a couple more uh i would encourage you guys if you live in a super hot and humid place and you're able to get away for vacation like plan a vacation in a cool place like give yourself a break and and this is a little bit on the mental side of things because it, this gives you, like, something to look forward to in the future where you're like, okay, like, today's going to be brutal. I'm doing a 15-mile threshold. It's 80 degrees out and super humid. Like, this is th- – there's no way around it. Like, this is going to be, you know, not the, the conditions I typically enjoy the most. <laughs> um But if you know, like, hey, like, I can get through this because, you know, a month from now, six weeks from now, two weeks from now, whenever, like, I'm going to give myself a little break. I'm going to travel up to the mountains, and it's going to be so nice and cool, and I'm going to have those cool mornings again. And it just gives you something to look forward to down the line. So if you're able to swing, even if it's just like a weekend in a cooler location sometime during the summer, give yourself a break from it. All right, last one uh, is fluids during during the workout. So your fluid intake should change depending on the weather, right? So I've talked about fluid intake on this um, podcast before and what I typically do uh, training for marathons and taking fluids every three miles. But that should change depending on how hot and humid you're working out in. And again, kind of come back to like let your body do your, be your guide here. Like don't be rigid being like, okay, I gotta wait till I get to the you know, till I get to the next water bottle stop at three miles before I drink. Like if you're thirsty at all, you're probably like already behind and you should be drinking before you even get thirsty. I'm I'm a fan of that. Like I know some people say like you can just follow your thirst with um hydration, but I think it is something that you need to get out in front and be preemptive about so taking in fluids during a workout again especially if they're cold fluids um i have these like insulated water bottles and you can get them on amazon and everywhere now those are super nice if you can get keep your water cold how refreshing that can be when you're banging out intervals on the track or you're doing a threshold or a long run and you get a swig of cold electrolyte sugary water can be a game changer for you so um i would i would drink often more often than you think you even need to when you're working out in hot and humid conditions and also, I'd make sure that, you know, that is the time during workouts where it's actually okay to have sugar, right? So um, that might not be the time when you want your calorie-free noon. That would be the time when you want your Gatorade or your Cytomax or your Mortine or whatever it is that you're drinking. And just be sipping on that thing if you're doing... And again, like typically I wouldn't be taking in any kind of calories or beverage if I'm doing say six by a mile out on the track like you just don't need it for a workout that's you know not super long, typically, but if you're working out when it's hot and humid, you should be sipping on that between every single interval, just little hits, cool yourself down, get a little hit of hydration, a little hit of sugar it makes a big, big difference in your body's ability to be able to handle heat and humidity so fluids during a workout can be a game changer for you all right so that's the physical thing so we want to make sure we take care of those things because that's going to make the mental component a lot lot easier and we want to make it easier on ourselves. we want to have we want to be holistic people that have every part of us dialed in the physical part the mental part the emotional the spiritual everything because it's all connected right so let's get into a mentality shift That needs to happen when the summer months rolled around and i've kind of alluded to it a little bit here but um i want to tell you guys a little bit about my experience so the first time i was going to run a marathon in hot and humid conditions was for the uh, 2008 olympic games in beijing and i'll be honest with you guys uh prepping for beijing i was nervous because I knew I wasn't very good at heat and humidity <laughs> and that's not a good place to be, right? Like you don't want to be heading into a marathon in conditions that you know are going to be brutally hot and humid and also know about yourself you've historically not been good at handling heat and humidity. So I knew I had a real challenge on my on my uh my ends prepping for Beijing. And I knew I had to get the mental, I mean the physical things that I just shared with you guys, I had to get those things dialed in. But I also had to have a mentality shift because I really did, in the deepest part of me, I knew I wasn't good in these conditions and there was a lot of truth in that so i grew up in big bear lake in southern california where it's nice and cool year round you know we're up at altitude seven thousand feet so you know hot for me was like 75 degrees 80 degrees and it was like a dry heat too but again up in the mountains at altitude that does feel hotter but it's nothing like what people back east are experiencing during the winter months so i knew i had to change how i saw myself um i had to change my thought life of my what i tell myself when i was training in hot and humid conditions and in races and i I just had to have a big shift inside of me as well as physically be prepared for the conditions so physically i was also doing things like which you guys don't need to do this but i was you know wearing extra layers during training so i'd be up in mammoth or big bear training and i would have on sweatshirts and hoodies and i look like a boxer out training even though it was like 75 degrees out and just sweating i hated it by the way (laughs) hated doing that but had to to just get my body physically used to um the difference in temperature and get it used to operating and performing well in heat and hot and humid conditions which actually reminds me guys um that's something on the physical ends of of things that you can do is sauna training so if you live in a hot and humid condition you probably you don't feel like going into the sauna very often but doing the sauna kind of year round will will allow your body to adjust to and get comfortable with being hot and humid and i really do think it does translate spending time in the sauna and then being able to handle hot and humid conditions so side note on that um some some sauna training can be super super helpful in, in kind of getting your body to adapt to hot and humid conditions so anyways going back to my story um the biggest shift that i made during my training for beijing is i refused to tell myself i was hot so you guys know how it is like typically when you're out and it's hot outside and you're doing activity or you're just outside you know how the thought life goes. It's just like, man, it's so hot. Oh, it's so hot. And everyone around you too is kind of reinforcing it, right? It's like misery loves company. So everyone's like, man, are you hot? I'm so hot, man. This sucks. Like, you know how it goes. Like, it just builds on itself, right? Like, there's like a culture of like misery and sharing that misery with each other. And so I had to, you know, I'd do that inside typically when I was training in hot and humid conditions or racing in hot and humid conditions. So I I made a commitment that I was not going to ever tell myself I was hot. So I did this, you know, years, fast forward years later, when I was coaching cross country um, at U-Prep in Redding, California, where it's super hot and humid even in the fall when we were training sometimes we'd be driving to practice and be 110 degrees out and it's three o'clock in the afternoon and the kids are about to go bang out some hill reps (laughs) so just some brutal conditions we were training in there and i had the kids do this the first day of practice i was like all right everyone we're gonna get it out of our system all together on the count of three just say it's so hot outside like with everything inside you just let it out And so they did that. We all did it together. I was like, okay, cool. Like, that's the last time I want to hear anyone say that ever again. (laughs) And uh, if uh, I told them, I was like, if you guys, if I hear that come out of your mouth, it's burpees, right? So... And the funny thing is I never even had to give out burpees or maybe I did once. I don't think so though. I think I never did because the kids just knew like, hey, that's not the culture. Like we don't, we don't say that, you know? Um, And that is so, so helpful or at least it was for me when I was prepping for Beijing and for my kids when they were training, just not having that thought be an option in your head. Cause the moment that you think it, that reality becomes worse and worse or more and more intense. So you're, again, your focus shifts to how hot it is. And when you're focused on something, your perception of it just grows and grows and grows. So how do we stop that from happening? Like We got to eliminate that thought. So we have to just refuse to be like, I will not tell myself it's so hot outside. And when people around me say that, because maybe they don't have that same internal dialogue going on inside of them or that commitment that they're not going to say that. Like I would use that as an opportunity to reinforce how I'm not going to be thinking that way. And so I would, you know, if people around me are like, man, it's so hot. I would always try and find something and find a way to put a little positive spin on me like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty warm, but, uh, you know. I've been in warmer conditions or something, you know, just put a little bit of a spin on it so it's not negative. And then pretty soon people realize like, OK, this guy's not a good person to have a pity party with. And they'll, they'll stop coming to you with those comments. Um, so, you know, fast forwarding to Beijing, it was still tough for me. And I think it's important to like when we have thoughts like I'm not good in the heat like like i was saying that that was a very that was a true reality that i was experiencing like it is true that some people are physiologically better at heat and humid training than others um you know there's been research done on body size and i, I don't think it it's just logical, right? It's like the more surface area your body has to cool down, the harder it's going to be for your body. Um, skin color, obviously, can also play into that as well. Like There's a million different physiological things that can play into how you personally handle the heat. It has nothing to do with what's going on in your mind, right? So. Like some people are going to be able to perform better so that's where it becomes super important that going back to previous podcasts where we've talked about comparison and what a trap it is like you can't be focused on the fact that hey like this little tiny five foot tall hundred pound dude is just crushing me in this workout when it's 90 degrees and 90 percent humidity and i am just like dying like you can't compare yourself to that guy because maybe that guy grew up in those conditions he's a little tiny dude with little surface area and he's just better at heat and humid conditions but it's gonna make you more frustrated to compare yourself with him so again going back to yourself and being like how well am i handling these conditions how am i doing internally Um, what is my thought life and and focusing on that rather than comparing yourself to other people but also being like real with yourself like It's a it's a balance, right? Like I knew like this is going to be more of a challenge for me. And yeah, it's something I can grow in and overcome to some extent. But it's like it's always going to be harder for me than for a little tiny person who grew up in these conditions. Like that's just like the reality of being a human. But, you know, that is happening all the time. Right. So like I think about the times I'm in a disadvantage, but oftentimes I'm not realizing the times i'm in an advantage right so i think oh, i'm in a disadvantage you know woe is me like throwing a pity party but then oftentimes you know where i'm racing when it's super cold and it's an advantage to be a bigger person with more muscle and i'm able to heat myself up more and i perform better in those conditions so you know there's always the shift of like Sometimes things are your advantage. Sometimes they're not. And being able to um, just remove yourself from that and just be like, my goal is just to perform as well as I possibly can, given my body in the given conditions. That is the only thing I have control over. So kind of letting go of justice of being like, this isn't fair. And being more focused on like me maximizing my potential in my current body, in the current conditions I'm racing. And that is what I'm laser focused on, not how you know I stack up to this guy next to me. All right. So that was the first uh, mental shift that I think is super important. It's just not allowing your self-talk to be focused on how hot it is like again what you focus on is going to increase so there's a million other good things you can focus on over the summer months when it's hot and humid out like let's find one other thing that is a good positive thing that you can focus on and allow that to grow rather than your frustration with the weather conditions all right uh number two on the mentality shift i'd really encourage you guys like just set all new workout prs race prs like when it shifts and it starts to get hot and humid like you cannot compare your workouts now to how they were when it was perfect conditions and cool and crisp over the winter months or in the springtime even like you gotta just be like i'm starting from scratch like workout i will not compare my workout times to uh you know weeks or months ago when it was cool and crisp it's so so helpful to do this guys like just start a whole new normal being like i will have prs only for the summer months and then that's fine if you want to track your progress that way but don't track your progress based on workouts that were performed in perfect conditions all right next one Uh, so then adjusting your paces based on conditions and this kind of goes with the last one oftentimes you know i've made the mistake myself of like i was i was giving an example of my threshold runs and how typically i'm running under five minute pace for 15 mile thresholds and what i wish i would have done differently during my career is being like okay now it's 70 degrees which doesn't even sound hot right (laughs) like but guys there's a huge difference between performing a workout when it's 50 degrees and 70 degrees a huge difference really really big so it's really important that we adjust our workouts accordingly um you know for my athletes that i'm coaching right now i'll often do this on our uh, on our training be like all right this is typically the scale i go with if it's over 70 and like even just a little bit humid i'm gonna add I want you to add five seconds to the pace I prescribe. Or maybe I've already adjusted it and I say it in the training itself. But that's that's typical. So over 70, I add five seconds per mile. Um, and so if you're doing 400-meter reps, that would be like one to two seconds per 400 slower than you typically would be going. If it's over 80 in humid, I'd add over 10 seconds per mile. If it's over 90 in humid, I'd add 15 seconds per mile. And this is, is a very like general... kind of rule that i go by it is very individualized like some people are gonna be affected like i already said a lot more by temperatures over 70 or over 80 or over 90 than someone else so you gotta kind of know yourself and know that hey like when i do i i am it's heat and humidity is harder for me so i need to adjust even more than five seconds per mile if it's over 70 maybe you need to adjust 10 seconds or maybe even 15 seconds if you're not good at those conditions at all Um, so just knowing yourself and adjusting those paces is so so helpful in avoiding like mental breakdowns when you're having those workouts and you're like what is going on why am i just like tanking myself can't even get through this workout I don't know about you guys. I've had tons of workouts in the summertime. I can remember vividly threshold runs where I'm trying to run under five-minute pace and it's summer months and it's over 70 and I can't even finish the threshold because I'm over my threshold because I should have adjusted my pace by five to ten seconds per mile, but I didn't do that. Instead, I tried to just hammer the same pace I always hammered and I put myself over my threshold and then all of a sudden I can't even finish the workout and then that would just lead to like – you know questioning myself mentally what's changed what's going wrong and it just start this downward spiral that would get out of control over the summer months so i could have avoided that very easily just being like okay like i'm not trying to run the same pace as i was running a month ago like this is my new normal is 505 pace 510 pace 520 pace whatever it is um adjusting those paces can just save you so much mental turmoil and emotional breakdown even so be sure to adjust your paces Um, another thing you can do is instead of adjusting your paces and this is i'm kind of jumping ahead of myself about going off effort-based training doing fartlek runs can be really really helpful over the summer where you're not even paying attention to the pace or if you are it's less structured you're not trying to hit a certain pace going off heart rate can be super, super helpful when you're working out in hot and humid conditions because you're just going to run the same heart rate that you were running in those perfect condition days. And then you're going to see how much of a difference in pace that is. And then that gives you a ballpark range of how much you should adjust paces based on certain paces. So heart rate training, I think, can be really, really helpful in the summer months. Going off effort, super, super helpful. So, um, I guess the big rule here, guys, or the big point I'm trying to get across to you guys is just do not compare paces in your summer training compared to spring, fall, basically any other time of the year. It's got to have its own category where like, everything shifts with your workouts over the summer months um another thing that i think is super helpful um mentally when trying to handle training and heat and human conditions is just not taking yourself too seriously like i think laughing during workouts becomes more and more important when you are in really challenging conditions and so we tried to do this a lot i think at you prep cross country is like just find things to laugh about like the people around you like have fun together like take the emphasis off of the performance and put it on to like enjoyment like if you can find a way to enjoy yourself when it's 90 degrees out and 90 percent humidity man you're gonna be able to enjoy yourself in any circumstances any condition so um just laugh as much as you can um in in whatever way you need to do if you need to pull like practical jokes on each other whatever you need to do like find a way to to make your training fun over the summer months change it up switch it up do fartlek runs take pressure off the pacing like just find ways to make your training not so serious over the summer months so you don't freak out that you're not running the paces that you typically operate at um next one i've kind of hit on a little bit with the sauna training but it's just giving your body time to adjust just mentally just being aware that hey like the temperature has shifted like i need to give myself two weeks for it my body to even get used to what's going on with the temperature and the humidity right now is really helpful and just being able to like kind of accept what's going on right just being like okay like there's a shift happening the quality of my workouts seem to be going downhill but i think really what's happening is my body is just needing time to adjust to these new conditions it's encountered and your body will adjust and adapt to some extent right like you're never going to run as fast in 80 degrees with 80% humidity as you are in 50 degree temperatures with zero humidity like that's that's not going to happen but your body can adjust and get better at handling it and when it is adjusted it will just feel better to you physically which will help you out mentally to not be freaking out because you're struggling so much physically all right uh the next mentality shift that I think is really important is seeing the opportunity I love seeing the opportunity in challenging situations and when it comes to heat and humidity there is lots of opportunity there's lots of actually good parts of training in heat and humidity and if we're focused on those good things that can occur then we see the opportunity and then we're actually excited about these conditions we're actually excited for our summer training and i think that's really important that we don't just get to the summer months and just wish it away and just be like man i cannot wait until fall rolls around and i know that's super hard to do like i definitely have that thought often when I was training in the summertime but it's not helpful right like what is helpful is to be able to embrace today and be excited about today even if today is 100 degrees and humid like we want to be able to embrace and look for the opportunity and look for hey like I'm actually going to grow in this season like I'm not just going to wish it away and waste it Um, So there's been studies that have been shown um, that training in heat and humidity can be very, very similar um, in biological effects to training at altitude. So I don't have the article in front of me. I don't have all the science memorized in my mind, but I do know that that is pretty well proven science that the effects of training at altitude and the tra- effects of training in heat and humidity are very, very similar. So maybe you live in a, you know Miami or Florida or somewhere where it's hot and humid and you never get the opportunity to go train at altitude. Well, training in heat and humidity is pretty much the same thing, right? So you're you can actually grow a lot, and then again your workouts are gonna times are gonna slow down. But then I guarantee you, like if you persevere, if you see the opportunity, if you embrace training in the heat, when that first fall morning rolls around, you're gonna be rolling, you're gonna be feeling good, you're gonna be happy that you found the opportunity within the heat and the humidity. And you're gonna find that your body actually physiologically made some changes They were very beneficial for you they're going to be long lasting into the fall so realizing that hey like this is like altitude training like my body's going to super compensate it's going to adapt it's going to grow just because i'm training and pushing it in these conditions uh, it's really really helpful and mentally kind of seeing the good when it comes to um, training heat and humidity And then I think the next one is we just get a chance to develop our mental fortitude, right? Like it is like, let's just be like really honest with each other. It is super challenging training in heat and humidity. Like I am not saying it's easy. That's why I'm doing this podcast is because it is so difficult and I've shot myself in the foot so many summers and like really done some not good things in the summertime and experience like i said some mega downfalls in fitness and mental what's going on mentally emotionally like i've had some terrible seasons of training in the summer that could have been avoided if i would have listened to this podcast um and really bought into what i'm saying right now you know it's one of those things where if i could go back and do it over again i could do this so much better than i did it which is why i'm excited to share this with you guys today but there is a great opportunity here to practice mental fortitude like it's funny oftentimes you know we want we want patience we want peace we want to be able to find the good in challenging situations we want mental strength but we want it in theory but then when it when the testing ground comes when it becomes time to actually practice that we don't want it anymore, right? And so like training in in heat and humidity offers us the opportunity to train our mental game, to address what's going on inside of us. Why am I so frustrated right now that it's hot and humid? What label have I put on training in the heat that is making me so frustrated right now? Why have I chosen to label heat as bad when there's not inherently anything bad about heat, right? Heat is just something that is part of the planet that we live on right that everyone experiences from time to time it's just the sun beating down on our planet like that's not bad like we've chosen to label it and see it as bad for for reasons which are understandable for the most part but being able to like look at that objectively and being like can i remove that label like yes it's hot but is heat actually bad or, or can i find something to embrace about heat can i make heat my friend Can i change my perception of what is going on here like these are the opportunities that are created by training in in hot and humid conditions so i want to leave you guys with that one um he can become your friend it can be an opportunity for you to have a huge physical and mental breakthrough if we embrace it if we allow it to if we set up the if we do those physical things i talked about the beginning of the podcast we do those things and then if we are able to have a mentality shift and adjust our paces accordingly and embrace find the opportunity that this hot day that i'm about to go training is holding for me because there's always opportunity and challenges guys sometimes we got to dig deep to find them sometimes we have to go really really deep to find it but there's always always opportunity lying in our challenges So I hope that blesses you guys. I hope it's helpful for you guys. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this summer. I know opportunities are coming your way. And uh, I wish you guys all the best in your heat and humidity, humidity training. Until next time, I'll catch you guys later.